4: Hey, you know our attitude here on Monday. It's Monday. So what? It's still a day. We're still alive. We're still... Beginning a new week, and it's uh, time for a fresh new start. So, uh, you know, we don't uh, we don't look down on Mondays as, uh, you know, oh, it's Monday, it's raining, and we have a long week ahead. Hey, know what? You know what? We're alive today, and it's Monday, so let's just make the most of uh, most of this day. I'm Scoot on the air. Glad you're with us. The Saints what a game yesterday. 48-17, but unfortunately, the two teams that were supposed to win, well, the two teams that we needed to win, lost, and the Saints are not in the playoffs. And then there was that fake victory formation play where the quarterback Jameis Winston goes in and calls a mutiny play and uh, gives the ball to Jamal Williams and he scores a a touchdown. And, you know, at the time I thought it was cool that the Saints are on the, on the field and they're trying to to score every opportunity they, they, they get. But I didn't know the backstory and I and I was in the, the, the WWL suite and it was at the far end of the field. And I didn't really notice exactly wh- wh- what the formation was, but I just saw that they had scored. And I thought, well, you know, good for them. But now learning the backstory, they should have done that. And it just it. Look, it seems to me that that was just. Um, disrespect for for Dennis Allen. And uh, it was a mutiny play. I know it, it falls on, uh, I guess, the, the some players in the, the the huddle. You know, I mean, I guess they went along with it and they gave the ball to Jamal Williams. But the Atlanta Falcons defense wasn't expecting it. So, of course, he scored uh, without a problem. Uh, the national championship for the NCAA is, uh, is tonight, Michigan and Washington. Kickoff time is at 630. And there should be some storms in the area about that time. But you, you, you also heard in, in the weather uh, forecast in our news just now that between 7 and 11, there may be some calmer weather. And then after midnight, uh, the, the stronger weather is, is going to hit. So, you know, be prepared. Somebody mentioned uh, last hour in a text. If you've got garbage out there, that's going to be the first thing to go because garbage is is light enough to where it's going to fly all over the place it it could conceivably clog up the drains and by leaving your garbage out you could be causing your own street to flood and i know you don't want that to happen so think about bringing your 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 garbage in Uh, so we've got a lot to to get to we're also going to be talking about our new governor Republican Jeff Landry is now a sworn in. The inauguration ceremony was yesterday. They changed it to yesterday because of the, the weather today. But he was a sworn in, I believe, at noon today, took the oath of office, and he is officially our governor. Now, as Attorney General, Jeff Landry always seemed to focus on culture wars, the culture war issues. And after he won, though, he seems to have calmed down in, in terms of being a right-wing radical. Now, is he going to maintain that, or is he going to revert back to being a right-wing radical? Because when he was attorney general, he was a right-wing radical. And, um, you know, I had a problem with a lot of the things that he talked about. I'm approaching his uh, his new reign as governor with a totally open mind. And I love the fact that he wants to help New Orleans fight crime. And I love that Mayor Cantrell is open to his um, his his offer of, of assistance. I mean, if, if he can help, then let him help. But... You know, if he starts doing things uh, that are unconstitutional, of course, we're going to talk about that on the show. And if he gets bogged down in the culture war issues, uh, we'll talk about that as well. Okay, so um, we're also talking about the, you know, the Saints at the game yesterday and, and what a bittersweet victory that was because it was such a dominant, dominant victory. And I know you're thinking the same thing I'm thinking. Where was this team? Where was this team all season? The team that played last week the team that played this week, it shows that the players can do it. And when they really had to do it, they did it. But were they just too relaxed during those other games? When it really, really didn't matter, when it's early in the season or in the middle of the season and they've got a lead and it really didn't matter if they won that game, did they just relax and and, and not care as a team? I I don't know. All I know is the results that we see. And if the Saints had won some of those games that they were ahead in, they'd be in the playoffs right now. All right, let's get to uh, some of your calls. Let's go to uh, Cosmo in New Orleans. Hey, Cosmo. Hello, Cosmo. Okay, let's go to uh, Pearl in New Orleans. Cool. Oh, he's there. It's okay, cool. hey, hey, cool. hey, hey, Cosmo. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead.
5: Yeah. Can you hear me now? Okay. okay. Um, I agree. I agree with Bobby Hebert. Um I've watched the game and I'll listen to the. Uh, the show after the game and he's right. Um, Obviously I'm not in the locker room with, with with the coaches and the players, but that, 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 that last touchdown when Winston went in, that that's just a low blow against the integrity of the game, not just the Falcons, but the entire uh, league. And also a low blow to Dennis Allen. That, that would have never happened. Under Sean Payton, I don't. I don't, think so. I don't believe, and obviously the roster's different. Makeup is different year to year. Well, two players, Michael Thomas and Lattimore, I don't think are going to be with the team. They need. They need to get rid of both of them, uh, either through a trade or whatever the case may be, and get something in return for them because they're, they're on the shelf. They're, yeah, I mean, this they look, there's even a, been
4: seen. There are a lot of players. And, There are a lot of players that did not live up to their expectations. And it it amazes me. I don't have the stats on this. I'm sure somebody could figure it out. But how many players have had really great seasons with other teams, like Jamal Williams, and then come to the Saints and been kind of a bomb? How many players have gone from the Saints to other teams and have been sensational? What does that tell you?
5: You know, Scoop, um, Derek Carr looked like a totally different quarterback the last two or three games. Yeah, He was pushing the ball downfield. Where was that early in the year? I don't know if it was a play call on the sidelines from Pete Carmichael, the offensive coordinator. But um, you shouldn't have to rely on one or two or three teams to make the playoffs. Um, it all starts at mini camp, training camp, going yep. forward. And then they need to have some respect. Obviously, I'm not in the locker room, but um, it just seems there's – this turmoil in that locker room off the field
4: that's just just my impression i mean you know cosmo i I get that impression too as a a saints fan i admit i'm not in the locker room but as I, i mean i see the results whatever goes on in the locker room is on full display on the field and we see that and that's not hidden from the public and that's not hidden from the fans and that's not hidden from the people who who pay money to to buy tickets and um Again, it seems like the Saints did just enough to justify keeping things the same. So, you know, we'll uh, see what happens. Let's go to Pearl in New Orleans. Pearl, welcome to our show. Happy Monday.
2: Thank you, Scoot. Scoot, I love you, but I'll have to agree and disagree, agree and disagree with you. That's okay. Okay, we're still friends now. Okay. I, I agree with you. Allen has lost. Uh, the uh, the respect of the players. That's the problem. Now, what I disagree with you is on this. Nobody is, everybody is blaming uh, Jameis Winston and the Saints. Nobody's blaming Arthur Smith. Now, when they had, uh, Atlanta had the ball, right? It was only like a minute and 29 seconds left in the game. Why Why in the world was he throwing a pass? That came from his sideline to throw a pass against the Saints. Why didn't he just sit on the ball and run the ball out and, and, and punt the ball? The Saints would have got the ball maybe on our own 10-yard line, and the, the game would have been over. Off the Smith, it was his fault. They never should have thrown the pass. Never. Now, when, when Matthew uh, intercepted the ball, why didn't he run out of bounds? Why didn't he just fall in the ground?
4: Uh, didn't he run out of bounds?
2: No, he ran to the one yard line.
4: Okay, well, I see. Me yeah. meaning earlier, why did not he run out of bounds earlier? I, 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 no, I can't no, answer no. that question. No, when,
2: when he intercepted the ball, right from a third, and it was a third-string quarterback, so he got after Smith asked him to pass the ball. The, the game was out of hand. So why in the world was he passing the ball? Well,
4: I, you know, no. Listen, Pearl, you, you still got to try. I, I mean, for their own pride, teams try, and and they even yeah, though the game's out of hand, they still try to score.
2: I understand that, but this is what you got to realize too. What what is this unwritten rule come in in a contact sport? Now in baseball, now baseball is not like football, but in the in, in the ninth inning, if you if if your head LSU head. Can nothing. Do the course tell of a batter to go up and strike out on purpose? You play until the game is over. Yeah. In football, those guys are playing three well, hours. I, I, you I, 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 I your agree. Broken, like your neck, uh, you can get a broken neck and there's a, a unwritten rule. Come on, man. Well, That's no, uh, but, but,
4: but cool. well, okay. Listen, Pearl, I, I understand the point that you're making. And and yeah. I instinctively, I you're on the field and if you can score you score but when you do the victory formation you're telling the other team you're not going to try to score and so they're relaxed and it, it you know somebody might get hurt and so i understand that that part of it if you if you line up to run a play on the one yard line toward the end line up and run the play and score but don't do it from a victory formation who cares this is the land of who cares
2: about them who cares about them and their fans I know I don't and most, in most well, fans.
4: again you know you're gonna see you know you're gonna see um, backlash from this uh, really uh, across the league and and I don't think I from it. a reputation standpoint I don't think it's going to help uh, help the Saints but look I understand your point and I'm all for scoring you know you got a chance to score you score okay let's go to um, let's go to Ian with a couple of uh, text messages
6: I'm going to read some text messages I just want to say I want to go on the record here. I'm in favor of scoring. <clears throat> Here's the text that says there's a big spike. <laughs> nice. Let's try this again. There's a big difference in the fake spike versus the face kneel is the team that is spiking the ball is behind trying to save time versus if you are fake kneeling, you should be winning at that point.
4: But the, but in, in some ways, they're the same, because if, if you're if you're lined up, I mean, it's obvious when they're lined up to spike the ball. And if they're lined up to spike the ball, the other team is not prepared. I always wondered why teams didn't call a play there and fake the spike and and throw. And apparently, it's been done a few times, but to me, that's that's different than the victory formation. The victory formation is a definitive definition, a definitive declaration that you're not going to that you're not going to run a play. If you're on the one yard line and you line up to run a play and you've got the game underhand, I mean, you've got the game won. It's under control, and you want to score again? Go ahead and score again, but don't do it from the victory formation.
6: Here's a text that says, sorry, Scoot. While I'd agree that running an actual yardage game play out of the so-called victory formation is somewhat classless... I've never heard it described as an unwritten contract between opposing teams before. It is up to the defense to always be prepared for a trick play, regardless of the form it takes. What about a fake punt or a field goal attempt? If a team lines up for a normal kickoff and then kicks onside, are they violating an unwritten understanding? If a quarterback is all alone in the shotgun, he must pass or run the ball himself? A running back cannot backpedal to receive a handoff from him if you change the rules to prevent it fine but until then anything goes
4: i don't i i i I get i get the point but i don't think i don't think there's a, a full understanding of the victory formation it is basically an agreement that you're going to kneel um if that changes then then that should change when it comes to a fake punt or a fake field goal the other team is ready to play they are prepared to be engaged in a play when it's victory formation The other team is not prepared to engage. And so that's why it's an unfair advantage. Now, the Saints may have changed all of that because there may be teams that that now do that in in, in the future. Or, as somebody pointed out earlier, there may be a, a new NFL rule that if you're in victory formation, you cannot run a play.
6: Here's a text from Laura in Hammond, and Laura says, What Winston did was Bush League. Yeah, the Saints played well the last couple of games, but they did not play a team with a winning record. Allen has lost control of the locker room. Loomis will try the Band-Aid approach in the offseason. Allen will be the Arthur Smith of 2024, and the Saints will be where the Falcons are a year from now. Hopefully Loomis will not trade our first-round pick in 2025. Time
4: for Miss Benson
6: to wake up and smell the coffee.
4: If you want to join us with a comment, the Okanar Jewelers talking text line is 504-260-1870. If you're on hold, hang on. We're coming back with more of your calls. We'll also get to more of your texts. We'll also hear uh, some comments from our new governor Jeff Landry uh, that uh, officially uh, happened earlier today. So remember, remember um, the 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 big rain's going to come after after midnight. That's when they're going to let it all hang out right after midnight. I don't know, man. I kind of want to stay up and watch it, I. Kind of want to set an alarm for two and see what it's like. I'm absolutely going to be awake for this storm. Are you kidding me? I'm Scoot. We'll be back on WWL. His karate
0: lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it.
4: <laughs> it's a rainy day, it's a Monday, and you just got to love the voice of Karen Carpenter. I mean, what a pure, clear voice she had. All right, let's not get down today. Let's go to the WWL Louisiana Forecast Center. Alexandra Cranford joins us with an update on where the weather is. Alexandra? Alexandra?
8: Yes, we have some showers and storms around right now, and we're seeing an increase in the lightning with the storms and, you know, the actual thunderstorms moving in. It's not terrible, though. We don't have severe weather at this point. There is now a new tornado watch out to the west of us, and there are a couple of spots that have given uh, warnings or have been given warnings, like severe thunderstorm warnings, a little flash flood warning as well, but we're not looking at that for our area just yet. And interestingly, we'll probably still see some strong storms moving in, and in fact, some of them have a lot of lightning right now, but we'll see. Since we have so much rain around right now, the severe threat might actually be a little bit lower potentially for later on uh, this evening and into tonight. Still, though, the chance will certainly be there.
4: Yeah, we just had a big storm go through uh, downtown New Orleans. It's still raining downtown, but it was a a big storm uh, just now.
8: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we're picking up the rain. And like we've been saying, probably between about one to maybe three or so inches of rain are expected. So uh, this is still a system where we're getting the showers and storms really increasing just about now uh, with the severe threat there through about perhaps maybe about five, six o'clock the highest, as we'll have some heating by then. And we'll also be seeing some of those cells still out around our area. I think we will, after that, get a bit of a lull. So after sunset, maybe toward about 10 or maybe even close to 11 p.m., we might have a kind of quiet spell and then we get another line of the showers and storms, kind of one of those nasty squall lines like we get sometimes with cold fronts.
4: Now, that's a definitive line. What, what happens before that is not, so, is not so definite. But you're thinking now for New Orleans around five or six, we'll start to see more of the thunderstorms?
8: Yeah, you know, and they're already out there. They're already increasing. So I think by then the severe threat might be a little bit higher, but then it probably goes down after that by about seven, eight o'clock and we'll have a a bit of a quieter spell, like I said. And then like you just mentioned, we'll have that more, you know, familiar line of storms, Mm -hmm. kind of an organized line moving on through around maybe roughly midnight or so.
4: Okay. The tornado watch west of New Orleans specifically, where is that?
8: It goes um, to just about the Lafayette area, so okay. not including Baton Rouge or the New Orleans area just yet.
4: All right, Alexander Cranford from WWL Louisiana Forecast Center. We will stay in touch with you. I know you're working hard this afternoon.
8: All right, sounds good. Yeah, thank okay. you.
4: All right, thanks. All right, um, we're going to get to more of your text uh, coming up. Let's get to uh, to a few calls. We, we also have to talk about the uh, the governor. We do have a new governor, but, uh, you know, the, the Saints um, ended the season on a very – you know, sweet note uh, because they just such a command performance against the Falcons. And that felt so good to beat the Falcons that way. But the two teams that had to lose, uh, the two teams that had to win, uh, both lost yesterday. So the Saints didn't get to the playoffs. And look, I don't you know, I can't speak about the players and their relationship with Dennis Allen firsthand. But I know what I see on the field. And I want to know if the, the players have had this ability all along. They showed us yesterday, and we did it without Alvin Kamara. Michael Thomas wasn't in there. He hasn't been a factor for a long time. In fact, Michael Thomas, God, this guy could have been a Hall of Fame receiver, but he just can't stay away from, from injuries. But, you know, the fans look at this, and you go, okay, if the players have this ability in the last two and a half games to play this way, then where's this team been all year? It's not like they suddenly got new players. It's about concentration. It's about rallying. It's about it's about playing like a team. It's about playing with a killer instinct. It's like playing like, you know, you really, really, really are dedicated to winning this game no matter what. Where has that team been, and whose responsibility is it to bring that team to the field? These are the questions that I have along with a lot of other fans. Okay, let's go to Jimmy and Gretna. Jimmy, welcome to the show.
9: Hey, Scoot. I'm just waiting for Janet to call in because I, I want to get her opinion on this. Okay, whatever she says, (laughs) I'm going to stick with here because I'm really it's a coin flip for me. Hey, well, on all serious note, I hope Orleans is ready with the pumps. It's going to be a lot of bad weather. I hope everybody stays safe. Not only with that text you got. That's a good point. Bring your trash in. But Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras decorations, Scoot. I mean, you're going to have free free decorations on the street by six o'clock if the wind picks up.
4: That's true.
9: uh, Scoop up. Let me say this. Look uh i'm not crying over anything that happened to arthur smith his dad founded fedex so the dude's worth like five billion dollars i'm not worried about him losing his job okay and it's it's a rivalry okay and not every falcons fans bad and we can look back at history they stood on our logo we stood on theirs they didn't put our name up in the lights they they had a a a media member one time make fun of steve gleason for being a paraplegic all that stuff but you know i I, I I don't know what to say other than, you know, Dennis Allen is not a great coach and he's coming back. And at the same time, I could see where that was disrespectful. Uh, yeah. I could also see where a player could get hurt on the other side. Uh, it is different than a, um, a fake spike, which typically like, like somebody said in the text, uh, you know, involves you're down, you're playing to win the game. You're trying to come back. So yeah, you need to be on alert. Uh, If you really look at that, when Honey Badger intercepted that pass, he almost got hurt when he got tackled at the one trying not to score a touchdown. He came up gimpy after that. But um, I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of people like Jameis. I think he's a free agent, so that's kind of his parting shot, I guess. And he's the team guy. I mean, you know, and his hands aren't clean. He stole some crab legs. He had the thing with the Uber lady. He grabbed her and her whatever, and that he apologized for that. So nobody's perfect. But I, I the weird the sad part about all this is Dennis Allen's coming back next year whether people like it or not and it's not going to generate season ticket sales and it's a business so I I I see the dome not having that much energy if Allen comes back but I mean they finished the season kind of strong so I see him coming yeah. back and I see Derek Carr coming back so Jameis is the odd man out I know he's a fan favorite but it is what it is and no I I I, I, I want I want to hear what Janet has to say is what I'm getting well, at here. I want we, to hear
4: what she has to we say. We hear we hear plenty from, from Janice. All right, Jimmy. Glad you called. Let's go to uh, Randy and Mandeville. Hey, Randy. Yeah, thank you, Scoop, for
10: the call. Sure. Uh, you know, I, I, I sat uh, after the game last night. I, I sat down. I listened to Bobby Abel last night with my wife, and uh, I had a lot of mixed emotions on what I thought about that last play. Uh, you know, I played football, you know, in my time and everything as well. Uh, I kind of looked at it in a lot of, took in a lot of different perspectives. You know, maybe the, you know the, the Atlanta Falcons players could have got hurt. I looked at it as, in two ways. I look at it as, you know, maybe building team cohesion for the Saints at the end of the last play of the game. You know, the, the whole offensive line agreed to run that play because Caesar uh, Ruiz even stated if anybody had a problem with it, blame it on the offensive linemen. So they were all in agreement with that play whether it was right or wrong. I also think that the Atlanta Falcons, you know, you line up, you know, on that field, you need, when you lined up, you got to be prepared for anything. you got to protect yourself.
4: Well, yeah. So it's I kind of him.
10: a, I'm in the middle. I'm kind of in the middle with his scoop, but I don't agree with everybody uh, beating Jameis Winston up because it seems like to me that everybody's blaming him. And I'm more concerned with, you know, the Saints going forward. I mean, once again, this is Dennis Allen's second season. Once again, we're sitting on a couch looking at football, and our team is out of, the, out of the playoffs. We are better than Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is in the wild card.
4: Man, the way we played so, yesterday, so me, we're, we're better than a lot of yeah. teams.
10: Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, and I think with it, with, you know, I'm, I'm military retired, so we had problems in the military. We did like, a, I don't know if people are familiar with that. We, we called a census session. If a soldier had problems, we had problems within our platoon or something like that, internal, and we didn't want the leader. You know, a lot of times, people, you know, the soldier's are not going to tell you what they speak their mind because leadership is present. So what we used to do is we used to call you know, maybe the, the company commander or somebody in, and, and they, would, they would sit down and say, okay, what's going on within this platoon? And then the soldiers were more likely to open up and tell you what's going on. There's some stuff going on in that locker room, Scoot. I'm going to tell you. I know it. there's some stuff going on. You know, why did Michael Thomas not wanna come back for the rest of the season? I, I, there's I don't some know. stuff going on in that there's some stuff going on in that locker room scoot. And I think that what Gail Benson needs to do is get in that locker room and talk to some of those those veteran players. They're gonna open up, they're gonna tell you what's going on. You know, and I think Dennis Allen, I agree with you. I think Dennis Allen has lost that, that football team. And if you lose your football team, it's just like it's just like a a a sergeant, a platoon sergeant going out to combat. If your soldiers are not willing to do what you, have, you tell them to do, they're not going to do it, you know. And I think that the Saints stuck together, you know, on that last play it was something they wanted to do. Whether uh, I think Williams, you know, whether he, you know, ran, got I don't know three, four, five hundred yards or whatever the case may be, I don't really see nothing wrong with him getting a touchdown at the end of the game. I know that was something they wanted to do. they, they agreed upon it. It maybe could have been handled in a different perspective, right. but it's all about team cohesion. And I don't know if anybody—I'm gonna shut up, Scoot. I'm gonna let you talk. I don't know if anybody's seen that that uh, McAfee show that comes on after uh, after first take. They had C.J. Shroud on there. He made a comment. He talked about his head coach, with you know, the team cohesion that they had within that team, and he also made a comment. I'm gonna I'm gonna close with this. He said, "Winners are winners." And losers are losers. In the sense, we are not losers. We are winners. Clean that. that, that, that it's time for a change. Dennis Allen, you got to go.
4: I All
10: right,
4: Randy. It's not, it's not All right, Randy, you kind of break it up there. I got to get you a break anyway. Listen, I, I, I appreciate the call. I'm not here calling for Dennis Allen's job. I'm just simply making observations uh, about uh, about what we see on the field. And take a look at the Houston Texans. New coach, new quarterback, rookies they proved that you can do it the question is why has it been so long since we've had a shot at the super bowl elvis presley would have been 89 years old today this is also the day that they released the elvis presley stamp i know they were talking about a taylor swift stamp but they were afraid that people would lick the wrong side i'm scoot and we'll
3: be right back
4: on wwl
3: selling a little or a lot at Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast.
4: Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days. Wind chill. Black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven! Wait, is
2: it getting warm in here?
8: Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived.
1: Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
9: I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day The big tournament or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you
4: get your podcasts. All right, got some rain in downtown New Orleans. Ian Ozan coming up in the news at the top of the hour at 3 o'clock is going to have information on a thunderstorm, severe thunderstorm warning that is in effect now it's getting close to new orleans so stay tuned for this a severe thunderstorm warning is in effect for parishes closer to new orleans so it's um it's getting close and you know sam will have that in the news at the top of the hour one of my favorite uh, weather songs i'm scoot on the air glad you're with us on this uh, monday you know look um i hate the falcons you know we, we talk about falcons fans and I, I try to have empathy for them because i think they were born that way and I know being a, a Falcons fan for a lot of people is, uh, is an abomination and against everything that is, uh, is, is right and, and just. Um, but the Falcons don't even put the name Saints up in the, in the stadium. I, I'm sure most of you knew this, but it's, it's the Falcons and visitors. They so disrespect us, they don't even put the Saints' name up. They just put visitors up. So I'm not for respecting the Falcons, but in the context of the game of football, it's always been my understanding that victory formation is an understanding that you're not going to play. And so for that to have turned into a play and a touchdown run, I'm all for the Saints scoring whenever they can score, but that was not the right way to do it. And it was obviously a, a show of disrespect for, for Coach Allen. Let's go to Elwin downtown. Elwin, welcome to the show.
2: And then they didn't say nothing when they beat us 62-7. So well,
4: I, I I, that's easy. not I mean, we don't have to we don't have to act like we're respecting Falcons or the Falcons or the Falcons fans. It's just out of that formation. Do you run that play?
2: Hey, Scoot, football is football. You I score get when you score. I get it. The name of the game. The name of the game is to beat your opponent. Atlanta can't take it because you know why? We got even with them. Well, That's let's just let's
4: let's just see how this reverberates through through the league. I, I'm not standing up for the Falcons in any way. I'm not standing up for Falcons fans. It's just that out of that if, if you want to line up and run a play and score a touchdown, do it. But I doing it out of a, a victory formation where you're basically telling the other team, we're not gonna run a play. But I, I mean so is that like trick is that it's like a nice trick is that a fun trick play it's going to be interesting to see how the NFL reacts to this because this is um this is unheard of and there's such an understanding about victory formations throughout the NFL that there's going to be reverberations about this really throughout uh, throughout the league and, and around the country hey don't forget tonight is the college national championship between Michigan and Washington that should be one hell of a game Michigan has been so tough all year. I don't like Michigan. I don't like Jim Harbaugh. I so hope Washington wins, but I wouldn't be surprised if if Michigan wins. But I'm so for Washington to, uh, to win that. All right. Just a reminder, you know, if you're driving in traffic and you're driving with the flow of traffic, don't put your hazard lights on. Okay. you know, we're all in this together. And if you're freaking out and if you can't take it, then get off the road. But if you're driving with the flow of traffic, if it's 20 miles an hour on the interstate and you're driving with the flow of traffic, it is illegal to put your flashing lights on and it's confusing. So um, we ask you not to do that. And if you do it, you just kind of act like you think you're special. All right, on the Scoot on the Air rock culture calendar on this day in 1966, the Beatles' Rubber Soul album was the number one album in the country. It stayed number one for six weeks. And of all the Beatles' albums, Rubber Soul has always been one of my favorites. This was when the Beatles uh, started to let their hair get a little bit longer, and they started to change just a little bit. And one of my favorite songs from the album is this one. Yeah, I'm sure there are a few people we could dedicate this song to. Hey, you know what I thought about, and we'll talk more about this on the show tomorrow. Let's adopt a team to pull for through the playoffs. You know, let's just decide. We'll get together as a, as a, as a show and an audience, and let's adopt a team and, and pull for them. All right, I'm Scoot. We'll be back on WWL. Uh, it's uh, it's it's raining, and again, we've got a new severe thunderstorm warning that has been issued for parishes. It's getting closer to New Orleans. Ian you know going to have that coming up in the news. And I remind you that WWL is Louisiana's emergency management station, and severe storms, heavy rain moving through this area. Uh, you can count on us. Uh, flood watch is in effect for the entire region. High wind warning in effect for some locations, with winds gusting from 60 to maybe 70 miles per hour. So uh, one suggestion from a text earlier, is if you've got trash out, bring the trash in because that trash could contribute to blocking the drains that would cause flooding in your own neighborhood. Fans are really passionate about the last play of the Saints-Falcons game yesterday when uh, Jameis Winston called a mutiny play and Jamal Williams scored a touchdown from a victory formation. This is going to be discussed all around the league. And uh, we'll uh, we'll continue to follow that backlash. So we'll continue talking about that. Also, we're going to hear a little bit from uh, our new governor, Jeff Landry. And uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit about what to expect from him. I'm Scoot on the Air. A lot coming up in the final hour of our show. Coming up next, Monday afternoon on WWL. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he
0: might not be the greatest musician. <laughs>